This is Life Off the Deep Ends podcast. We are a family of four plus a cat from Seattle who decided to embrace crazy and sell our house and everything we owned to buy a sailboat named Litha, and we plan to sail the world. This podcast is a retelling of our adventures just as we would telling our best friends over the phone. We are Kim and Justin, our kids are Tyler and Evie, and we really hope you enjoy and are inspired to live life off the deep end yourself. Hello, and welcome to episode 27. Today we will be talking about (laughs) Watuko and the National Park right before, actually. That's where... A lot of the small bays and islands are that we were visiting, and it's beautiful there. I would I would go back. Yes, Watuko was high on my list. Um, all right, so I think in the last episode, we talked about how we arrived in Watuko. Um, Bahia San... Augustine. Augustine. It looks... It's like A-G-U-S-T-I-N. You would think if it was Augustine, it would be A-U-G. So we're going to butcher all of these. They get worse from here. Um, So we ended up anchoring. We pulled in, I don't know, probably before noon, but I don't think. Yeah, it was like maybe 10 a.m. Our little, you know, app here has a chart on it. We're like, oh, yeah, this looks like a good spot. It's behind this island, so we're protected from the swell. And um, between the mainland, and we're like, but there was no other boats. We saw a couple Palapa restaurants on the other side of the bay. No one on the beach. <coughs> uh, and we basically just slept. It was been basically three days straight at sea, so we were pretty exhausted at that point in time. It was a strange little spot right there, though. All these um, tour pangas would go back and forth past our boat, and all these tourists would like stare at us and take photos and videos like we were some, I don't know, freak show (laughs) boat. I don't know. And I think not a lot of people stop in all of these bays, which is weird. I guess it's because you need a national park pass, but we already had one because we um, went up to the islands in La Paz, so you would think a lot of people would have them already. Um, And we've never been asked for the park pass. Nah, we never were. I'm glad we spent money on that. But I mean, it's it. good. You got to like support the national parks, but um, yeah, I don't know. It was, I know we were there late in the season, but they sort of seemed like they'd never seen a boat before. <laughs> or we were like parked in the wrong spot. Yeah. Like why would there be a boat? This is my, my path to get by. Um, so we really just stayed there just to get some sleep. And I left the cockpit lights on at night because we always have our anchor light on, but these pangas are zooming through here full speed. And so I wanted um, just a little extra light showing that, hey, there's a boat here. So, you know, if you're not looking up at our really top, high anchor light, you're going to be able to see the cockpit lights on and really be able to see us and not run into us. Right. Um, so we went to bed pretty early that night and then woke up about 4 a.m. to the wind, like, blowing like crazy and Justin was watching our anchor alarm and saw us basically like move to the other side of the bay. We didn't drag, but we, we just, went from like one, one, one end pulled, you know, this way all the way pulled the other direction. And he's like, ah, so we, uh, got up and saw that the wind was blowing about 30 knots outside and there was all this lightning and thunder. And I thought, well, 
this is where we are. We're getting towards Central America, like in the rainy season, and um, we're just gonna this have, is what we signed up for. We're going to, there's going to be more storms, but they're not going to be hurricanes. Ooh, our boat's moving around a lot. You can see right here our oh. door slamming back and forth. Um, so, yeah, and that we're was... We're at a dock. I know, we're <laughs> at a dock and we're moving that much. Um, so, yeah, that was like kind of our very first experience with like lightning and thunder and wind and... Like I said, not dragging, but our anchor doing weird things, and we're just going from what being we were only pulled one direction when we set the anchor, and we uh, the wind came from a completely different direction and pulled us across our anchor swing. Yeah, um, but it was fine. The wind died down, and you know we didn't get struck by lightning or anything. But it was spooky. It's dark, and I don't even know like where the nearest help would be at that point. You know, we're in a national park. We're not know in a big anchored off a big city so i don't know it was spooky um but it didn't last long it was maybe i don't know 45 minutes and it died down and we were able to go back down and go to bed so the next day we left for the next bay down which is called bahia <laughs> let's try this chachacool chachacool c-h-a-c-h-a-c-u-a-l I don't know. Um, <laughs> this was a pretty awesome little bay. It was just around the corner. There were... Like half hour, half hour yeah, motoring over Yeah, half hour maybe. around. Um, one side of the bay was full of party boats, and um, the whole beach was set up with uh, awnings and chairs and, um, I don't know, beach toys and whatever, because I guess... These tourists come from, yeah, Watuko or, like, the last bay that we were in, and the tourists come over to the beach to play. And then every day at 2 p.m., they pack up all the chairs and everything, and they're gone. And then we have the whole place to ourselves. Yeah. So we were great. anchored kind of on the other side of the beach from all of them. So we had our own beach, and then all these tourists were over there all together, and our kids were jumping off the boat and swimming to the beach and... The water was finally clear and beautiful, but it was still really hot outside. The water was 87 degrees, and the air temperature was, I don't know, 100. 90. <laughs> Upper 90s. We're just, like I said, we just drip sweat. We can't sleep at night. There's no blankets touching us. Like, yeah. It's like, don't touch me. You're too close. I can't even like sleep in a ball. I always slept like on my side, kind of rolled up. It's like, I can't like touch my own skin. You know, it was just, <laughs> yeah, it's hot. It's hot. I'm telling you, it's just hot. Um, so yeah, the kids had a blast just playing in the beach and, um, staying in the water all day long. Uh, we stayed there that night and the next morning we woke up and, oh, we decided to defrost our fridge and freezer, you know, get some boat work done. I do it occasionally. You gotta do that sometimes with, uh, boat fridges. Um, so when we finished that, um, Justin and I went snorkeling. The kids, we told them like 18 times to get their swimsuits on and get their sunscreen on and they were just like ignoring us. So... Um, they were being butts and Justin and I went snorkeling on our own. I mean, yeah. just right there next to the boat. It's not like we ditched our kids in a foreign country, but you know, we did, we left them on the boat and Justin and I got in the water on our own and we told them they couldn't come with us, Yeah, but it was kind like, of nice. We were getting the water and they're just like, but, but I want to go. I'm like, oh, obviously did. you didn't Too because bad. you would have been ready. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so Justin and I went to go snorkel like with, they have, um, like, uh, 
like buoys set up of the tour groups so that um, the like tourists swimming, know where swimming to... zone area almost, which I think is also probably part of the national parks trying to conserve the reefs and everything else like that. So I appreciate it. Yeah, like you, you. This is where you snorkel is in in the this roped off area. But I thought it was neat because we knew where all the good snorkeling was. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we did some snorkeling. It was really pretty, a lot of really amazing fish and good coral and it was gorgeous. The water was just so clear. I mean, we could see our anchor chain all the way down. Yeah, it was like 30 feet of water and we could clearly see the anchor chain on the bottom of the floor. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. Um, so we, yeah, that was a pretty quick snorkel of ours, but we got some good GoPro footage and stuff for YouTube later on. Uh... We, oh yeah, then we left after that. So yeah, one night there, then we got up, yeah, defrost a fridge and go snorkeling. That's what people do. <laughs> Typical day. Um, day and, in the life of. Right. And then we were going to head to the next little bay, which I'm also going to butcher, Bahia Cacaluta, C-A-C-A-L-U-T-A, Cacaluta. <laughs> Um, we just, we left that bay. We put up our spinnaker for like a half an hour. Yeah. It was good. I mean, it goes up pretty easily now that we've done it once before. I'm like, Hey, let's do it again. We got good wind. It was kind of sad that we were there cause it was really pretty and really nice sailing, we sailing. day. Yeah. And, we should have just kept going. But the next day was just like right around the corner. They're all really close by. So we, um, uh, we stopped there was another, a lot of other tour boats that would come by. No, nothing was on the beach there, but um, a lot of uh, pangas would come by and drop tourists off to go snorkeling in like that roped off area in this bay. Um, but we had to anchor pretty far from the snorkeling area because there was, uh, you know, like really pretty like cliffside rocks and things, but we didn't want to get too close to it. So... We snorkeled there, but it was a pretty long swim from the boat. The current was actually pushing against us a little bit going to the snorkeling. I swear it took us like a half an hour to swim across. And we like brought a paddleboard, just one paddleboard where all of us can just um, hold on to. Uh, so we don't like lose the kids. Like, okay, kids, always you know keep one hand on the paddleboard. I mean, well, when we got over there, Tyler's yeah. like all over the place. But Evie stayed with us pretty well. Um... But yeah, that snorkeling over there was gorgeous. I'm telling you, Watuko is like, if if anyone wants to go somewhere on vacation off the beaten path in Mexico, go visit Watuko. And they've got these tour boats that will take you to do all of this snorkeling. So you don't need to live on a boat like us. We were talking to someone who actually took the tour. They were anchored in Watuko. And they're oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah, we get just... along. Oh, yeah. We're like, oh, yeah, we just got on the tour boat and took a, the took the tour. Yeah. I'm like, oh, we were this. They, they said something about how they didn't know if they could anchor there. I'm like, well, all the tour books we have say you can anchor here. And nobody told us not to. So yeah. here we are. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we just did what all the tourists were paying money to do. And we didn't pay any money to do it, which was amazing. So, yeah, we, um, we, snorkeled there really pretty um and then we got back to the boat and we decided it was it was a really rolly anchorage like this there's no protection we couldn't like duck in beside behind an island or um so we decided not to stay the night there um and we just picked up anchor and left that afternoon to head towards the next bay 
which is called Bahia Organo. I always call it, I was trying to say it was oregano, but it looks, it's yeah. Organo. Um, and as we were, so it's that bay, it kind of looks like Mickey Mouse. So there's oregano <laughs> or organo on one, one ear, and the other ear is called maguey, M-A-G-U-E-Y. So I think the whole the whole bay is called mag magui magia I mean, whatever, and but there's two two little bays in the big bay, like I said, that look like Mickey Mouse ears. So um, one side, magay is you're gonna say it differently every time, and pretty one much. of them might be right. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> so one side's really crowded with a lot of tourists, and there's restaurants that line the whole beach. And then just like right around the corner is the other bay that has nobody. Um, just a nice, beautiful beach and a nice little anchorage that you could probably fit like maybe two boats in there. Yeah. Um, so we went to the side with all the restaurants and, and everything, but it was really crowded. Like a lot of tour boats, big power boats that they'd bring tourists in and a lot of pangas and it was sort of chaos over there. So we, we did drop the anchor and we decided we felt like we were just too close to everybody and we didn't know how long they stayed there. We should have stayed. Yeah. In hindsight, now that we know what happened. Now that we there. know, yeah. But we ended up going over to the other little bay, <clears throat> which was great though, because it was beautiful and um, still kind of rolly, but um, it was better. We slept fine and we were anchored really close to the beach. Like it drops off pretty fast. So um, I don't know. It was. It was pretty, um, and we could just sit outside at night and listen to the waves crash against the beach. And um, so we got there right as a big thunderstorm was coming in. We were kind of watching it coming, and it starts pouring. And it was still like sunny out and warm and amazing. And we hadn't seen rain since we left San Diego like five months before like we were like ah it's raining it's amazing and it smelled good and it felt awesome and the kids were like dancing all over the boat and our and, boat was dirty oh yeah our boat needed a friggin bath um so i don't know it was amazing having rain that day um now we're kind of used to lots of rain all the time but um um did i say in that Augustus or that first bay that it rained because it didn't it was lightning and wind and thunder but it never no rained. rained yeah so this was rain but it was during the day and it wasn't scary and the lightning was kind of far off and I don't know and it, it was passed fun. and it was fine yep it was passed um so yeah the next morning we moved over to the other bay where all the action was and because so, it was empty yeah all those boats come in and out every single day they get there between like two and five that's about when they all come. And so we got there. No, like 10, not 2, 10. No, I said you have to anchor before 2 or after 5. That's what I wrote in my notes. It has to be before that because they were there before that. They were getting there. Mm, I don't think so. It was like after lunchtime. Okay, anyways. Anyway, well, we went over there and it was totally empty. So we got a good spot this time and then let all these other tour boats like anchor around us. And we spent the day on the beach over there. Um, 
And we just took the paddle boards to shore again. We didn't even drop the dinghy. Yeah, we didn't bring the dinghy. We just did the paddle boards. We, um, everyone on the beach is so nice when you pull up to these, all these restaurants that like all through Mexico have had, like I said, even in um, East Lake Stapa, the guy will just come out and help you drag your dinghy up and, and tell you where to go eat. So there's so many restaurants in there. I thought, well, we'll just like, you know, pull up and someone will come get us and tell us to go to their restaurant. So that's, that's what exactly we did. what happens. There's yep. usually like a line, like, I don't know who to pick. Oh, I'll pick you like, and they'll oh, help, help with everything. You help me with my paddleboard. I'll eat at your restaurant. So we had, it was cool. The guy took, took me back into the kitchen and showed me like how they cook everything. This huge, I should have brought my camera. I was dumb. Um, like this inside backstage peek at this restaurant with this uh, wood-fired oven and they had um, lobster in like containers and they were baking these pineapple it was like a pineapple like hollowed out not totally hollowed out but mostly like there's still pineapple in it with shrimp and this like creamy cheesy sauce and then they bake it in this huge like open air wood fired oven and I saw these things and I'm cause I wouldn't have saw that on the menu and said, what does that make pineapple and cheese and shrimp? Like that doesn't even sound good. But when I saw them making it back there, I'm like, yes, I'm going to eat that. It was so good. And we had chips to dip it in and it was like, I need to figure out how to make this. And I don't even like shrimp. I don't really like pineapple that much, or shrimp, or any any of those combinations, but oh, together? (laughs) It was like one of the most amazing meals. It's one of those ones that I'm going to remember for a really long time. Um, Yeah, and Tyler got this huge red snapper. That was so good. Um, And it's a whole fish. Just, I mean, the eyes, the mouth, everything's on it. They gut it, but then grill both sides, and then you just pick it off the bones from there. And it is good. So good. Everything we had there was good. Evie got her hair braided by a lady on the beach. She she got two little braids in her hair when we were in Cabo. Oh, maybe she had three. more. Three, three. Um, and I said, well, if you keep these in, we'll get you more. But then after that, we weren't in any kind of like major touristy area until we get to Watuco. And now they've got braid people. And she's like, you said, you said if I kept it in, I could get the rest of my hair done. So we paid money to have her get all of her braids as we were eating this like yummy pineapple dish. Um, yeah, we really liked it there. That was awesome. Um, we, I took both the kids snorkeling. You decided just to sit and read a book. Yeah. Um, so I walked down to like where the (coughs) roped off buoyed area was there and the kids and I swam like all the way out to where we could find rocks and fish and it sort of wasn't worth it. It was a really far walk and a really far swim for not a lot of reward <laughs> so Justin, I won. Justin totally won yeah <laughs> um let's see so we started to um we didn't have any cell phone service there the whole national park all those bays in there there's no there's no cell towers there's we don't we're out like you know not able to talk with the outside world except for our satellite phone and our friends on Ancurios, like I said, they were down in Chiapas at this point, and they messaged me on our satellite phone, and they said, are you guys watching the weather? Because there's this huge um, tropical storm that looks like it's forming, and it's either going to hit Watuco, 
or it's going to hit Chiapas, and nobody really knows which way it's headed yet. And I thought... It's like building off the coast of Guatemala, I think. You know, it's going to turn... They're predicting it to turn in, they just didn't know how far it was going to turn in. Right. So we thought, well, you know, if we were able to just tuck into a marina somewhere, uh, we would feel better about that. Like, so we thought, well... Let's go to, so the next bay down was going to be like the main bay in Watuco where like Watuco the city is. And they had a marina there, but we had heard that they closed because some flood happened and, um. It was like a a flash flood up in the mountains and it pulled all the sediment and everything from the rivers up the mountains and it dumps it right into the marina. Who designed this marina? I don't know. Horrible plan. So... The marina, which, you know, had been a proper depth for boats to go in and out of, is now two feet deep. And boats are basically stuck in there because they can't get out of this sediment buildup. So that's what we heard, and we weren't totally sure if it was open or closed. So we thought we'd leave there. We could have stayed in this bay. We could have stayed in this whole national park for weeks. but We could have yeah, resupplied with some more food in Watoko and gone back out. Yeah, we we could have spent a long time there. It was beautiful. The snorkeling was great. The restaurants were amazing. Um, but with this tropical storm coming, we wanted to, we wanted to be able to be at a marina. We didn't like being at anchor for that little squall that came through. It just makes us nervous. Um, I'm sure we'd be fine. I'm sure we would have been fine, but also this is a tropical storm and not a squall coming. So we were getting a little nervous. And you're not, you're supposed to be, you know, further south by now. We're out of hurricane zone, but we're not out of like, they're, you know, we're not storm proof here. So the next day we, um, we went into the main bay in Watuko. It's called Bahia Chahui, I think. C-H-A-H-U-E and did find out that yeah the marina there is still closed so we couldn't get in there um but we needed fuel like we for diesel for the boat for the boat yeah um because our next um our next sail was going to be uh two days two nights across the gulf of Tuanapec, which we'll talk about that in the next episode but we needed fuel to do that and uh so because the marina was closed Justin had to go back and forth in the dinghy. I stayed on the boat with Evie. Tyler and Justin went back and forth in and this it was like big swells. massive heat. Yeah, this huge swells. Back and forth five times with jerry cans to fill Litha with fuel. <laughs> I was getting 25 gallons. No. Getting 5, 10, 15. 20 gallons at a time, and I think I put out 100 gallons in the tank. Yeah, it was... You guys were just sweating, and yeah, lots of fun. Every time they came back, I'm like, okay, who needs more water? It's like, down a big glass of water, pour all the jerry cans into the fuel tanks, and head back out. Yeah. So, because that marina was not open, we... And we didn't even get to go to, like, the main city, which is a bummer. Because I do, I would go back there in a heartbeat. Um, we decided to head towards Chiapas because they had a marina there and it looked at that point that this storm was heading straight for Watuco and was going to miss Chiapas. And, um, 
like I said, going across this Tuwanapec was kind of a big deal, and you don't want to go if there's really any wind at all, and we had a really good window and really calm seas to just go. So... Because in the Gulf of Tuwanapec... Sorry, I just got scolded. I was going <laughs> to tell him I that... I said we're going to talk about it next time. Okay, you don't get to hear about how bad it can be. You will. You're going to hear about it next time. Because we're already at 23 minutes. Fine. <laughs> you have to create some suspense for these people. Don't you know? You all want to hear about what the Tuatapec is now, right? It's dangerous. It's scary. Shipwrecks galore. <laughs> Alright, so we'll talk about that next time. Um, yeah. We'll pick it up. Yeah. Alright, fine. He's mad at me now. <laughs> All right. See you next time. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out our website at lifeoffthedeepend.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You can also support us by visiting Kim's website at seenfromthesea.com. S-E-E-I-N-G from the S-E-A dot com.